Right, we're back in the shed again with Ollie Beckinsale. Back to back. Yeah, we've got uh, Nova, or should I say Novia Mesto Namorave. I always pronounce that wrong. But Warner's done it, uh, pronounced it very well over the weekend. He's a pro, mate. He is, <laughs> exactly that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, another round of the Cross Country World Cup. Uh, some great racing from the Czech Republic, which we'll get into in a second. But definitely um, some exciting results, some big results for a lot of people, actually. Yeah, yeah. Starting on Friday with the short track was was great race. A lot of spectators there as well for this race, Czech Republic. It always gets a big, big crowd. And you can see, I mean, it's one of the few races where they, I mean, it's a big um, cross-country ski venue uh, in the winter. Right, so okay. they've got that big stadium already built up. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? We've got that sort of tarmac finish with that rise yeah. almost. So that's what they do. I've watched, I've watched a bit in winter biathlon racing. That's where okay. they come in and do the yeah. shooting and bits and bobs. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you must have raced there a lot over the years. Yeah, a couple of times. So it started as a venue, I think, 2011, I think, might be the first time we okay. raced there. Yeah. And I managed to have my biggest injury on that course. So yeah, I, I, I hate the bloody place, frankly. But <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that. So it's, it is a technical place. Maybe they've mailed it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, a, you, I mean, it's very natural. So it's in a massive yeah. woodland and it's just, and there's not a square meter without like loads of roots. Um, and then they, what they've done is over the years, they've just developed more tech sections they've built in, but the overall, it, everything is technical. So if you just had all the natural trails, there's roots, big roots everywhere. It's pretty rocky. There's some puncture type rocks everywhere. And then they've added a load of tech stuff as well. So it's gone. Yeah, it's really difficult. Well, we saw some mechanicals. We saw, I don't remember many crashes actually, to be fair, but definitely mechanicals. And then you've got that tarmac finish, which is pretty dramatic as well for a lot of the races. Yeah, finish. and they put that little fun pump track in as well everyone's just cruising around that through the start finish straight yeah and that is the only place that you can really relax everything else you're on the gas well, i was actually surprised to see how hard a vanderpool was going on that near the end of the race jumping things in the middle of that was quite impressive to be fair yeah there was little gaps appearing and i think people were like keen to keep them yeah um so that's you you injured yourself at nova Mesa, did you yeah it was back in you know no, down where they've got the, the big cannondale jumps now um, that used to be a big old natural descent into a horrible, where it's a nice, that big fast berm. Yeah. That used to be a horrible route, like more routes you can imagine. And the same thing we're talking about. So I lost it on the last lap. So you're getting into that last hour and a half and you're just getting really puffed out and making mistakes. And I wrote, it was wet when we rode it as well. So it's dead slippery. Oh, it's and it's that type of course where last 20 minutes, when you're not quite right, this is sort of course that will catch you out. Like those rock gardens, I mean, you saw them, they're, they're huge and you've yeah. got to be on the ball. And last lap, you make mistakes. That's when you see the flat tyres coming, the crashes. Yeah, so I had a proper one. Yeah. We saw it, I think, in the women's race, cross-country race, which we'll get to in a minute. But I think it was pretty decisive. One of those tech climbs where, obviously, they're, they're super tired at the end of the yeah. race and people were getting off and running and things happen to bikes. Uh, but we'll kick it off with the short track. Um yeah, it looked like a super fast track. Obviously, the laps were only taking a couple of minutes. Yeah. And a lot of good racing going on. There are the bikes as well, a lot of full suspension bikes, semi-slick tyres. Yeah, so this was definitely, last week you saw it was steep climbing and a bit more trail centre So a lot of people were on hardtails, flipping to a few droppers, but hardtail mainly. And this week it flipped the other way. I think every, I didn't see any hardtails when yeah, I was, I'm I sure think it was all, for, all fullies. Again, a mix of dropper posts again. But it was, they were lucky in the fact that it was this week, obviously, it stayed dry-ish. I think they had a bit of dampening down. I think down, it had but been wet the week before. But actually, Bart Brenton's uh, on Red Bull saying how uh, those grassy bits, uh, it was actually really soft. So apparently, it was, that was really hard work. So they just obviously from the rain, 
not rolling very fast so actually the bits that even look quite flat were pretty hard work so. yeah there's loads of false flats on that course so you head up a climb and then over the top you're still having to produce quite a bit of power and that's when you see the, the gaps appear so people might get up a climb following somebody but it's that little bit over the top before the next descent okay. where they where it's tough work gotta to stay on the ball stay on the ball the whole way well it's funny a few years ago well more than a few years ago actually uh we did a video uh, nino Schurter and mark beaumont and yep. lenzerheide okay so we tried to time the downhills to see what if mark had just come off winning world cup downhill so you know you think oh, he's got to be as yeah. fast or faster than nino on the downhills but he wasn't he was slower everywhere and actually, it was because he was entering the downhills much slower than Nino. So Nino was going over the top of these climbs and just bombing in and probably making, you know, a second or two actually on the very first part of the downhills as well. So it's yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, and it's that bit when you come in, obviously, if you've that level of fitness, you come in, if you've come in gassed on the climb, yeah, you bumble. We all know that. And that's where enduro racing is hard. You know, it's, it's not just your tech skill. Yeah. It's how fresh you're coming into that section. It's so. being able to ride when you're absolutely going, you're, you can't concentrate on anything. Yeah, and we saw that last week when Neff got a job, dropped on the climb. Um, and she's the better descender, a little bit than Courtney. But she yeah. dumped it on a sh corner because she was probably breathing a bit too hard, pushing a bit hard. Yeah. And then you make a silly mistake. Right. So, I've seen a few uh, funny videos in the last week of roadies trying to... Have you seen those up on, popping up on Facebook? No, I haven't. Viral? No. Like one roadie, a guy racing, absolutely terrible. Like one side of the road to the other, like wobbling around and like doing fifty pence pieces. And I oh, think, in a race, yeah, 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 yeah. It was quick step. He was, was it? he was winning. I think it might be staying in the Giro or something. I but think yeah, it must have been. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't great. I, well, I must have been because he it can't be that bad, surely. I think. I don't know. Was, I don't know if he was absolutely blown. Yeah, and, makes you wonder. They can't be that bad. <laughs> no, most of them are pretty good. Okay, so it's the women's short track. It started off with Annie Lass pushing the pace, actually. For she was, I spoke to Tom last, her brother, last week, uh, who said uh, she was ill for the race over in Alpstadt. So she's obviously trying to come back and push yeah, the yeah, pace yeah, in the yeah. short track. And she was looking really good, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was a different circuit to last week. Faster, but, you know, less hilly in some respects. A few, yeah. few more techie features, some big rollers and stuff. So better course, I think. Yep. Uh, Annika Langvad, again, a story of sort of being pushed out against the barriers. Nothing much going on for Annika. We saw on one of those climbs, she went out of the sort of fire road onto the soft grassy bit to try and overtake some people and it, it didn't seem to work for her. No, I mean, it's, it's those short tracks, It's it, again, it's about position. Even if it's only 30, 40 people, if, if you're not on that line and you move off you know you've got to have some amazing power to go past people right. so obviously yeah there's there's not the full field from the cross-country race you have to almost qualify to be in the short track race in the first place yes yeah and then from the short track there's points to be made it's, it is a world uh, cup win as well yeah it is forget. yeah yeah no it's a big thing big thing for sponsors as well yeah um and i and i think eventually it's, it's adding that second discipline so i don't know i don't know the plans simon bernie at ucr will probably tell us better but whether there's a world champs for that Okay. Um, or whether it will become an Olympic discipline in its own yeah. right, I presume, is might be something on the plant. I don't know. He'll probably tell me that. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. That'd be great. Um, but, and then a lot of points as well for the overall. So half as many points as the actual cross-country race yes. on Sunday. Yeah, and you saw in the women's, so Chloe Woodruff had a great ride. Yeah, brilliant. That's a win. You know, that's, exactly. a, that's a World Cup win. And she's getting her sponsors in front of everyone, like you say. So, yeah, yeah. it's definitely worth having. Yeah, it's not to be sniffed at, for sure. Um, yeah, so I was about to say that. So, Courtney was up there, definitely at the front. Uh, but Chloe Woodruff sprinted off. Um, and Woodruff had a 13-second gap. The laps were two minutes long. So, pretty sizable. 
Um, Neff and Courtney were jumping side by side. Um, I think that could be almost a metaphor for the whole year because it looks like they are the two players really this year so far. Yeah, and you see how you saw, I mean, it started becoming a bit more road orientated. So there's a lot of drafting and people don't want to commit and it becomes just like a circuit race and sometimes someone just makes a kind of a lucky move. Not a lucky move, you know, she's still on a race, but you sometimes roll the dice and hope that the big guys all look at each other. Um, And they did. So she gets a gap and then they keep looking at each other yeah, so really, Kate Courtney, she's just got a sort of mark, you land an F. Um, yeah, there's some marking going on. No one wants to commit. Everyone's thinking about Sunday, a little bit saving energy. Yeah. And then it gives the opportunity in, in a fast race with drafting for somebody to go for it. And she definitely uh, yeah, take the advantage. took advantage of that, for sure. Yeah, so Chloe Woodruff, uh, another American, American rider winning uh, races this year. So very interesting to see that. Annie last second place. Yeah, she smashed the sprint. They Looking were all... super powerful, isn't she? Yeah, that was that was some sprint she took. Yeah, really cool. Uh, so yeah, it sprinted Neff. Uh, Courtney was right there as well, and Pauline Fran Prevot in fifth. Yeah, she... slowly. You know, she's obviously injury in the winter, operation in the winter, coming back. Good first round. Another short track now, which is good. So front row grid. Yeah. So she's coming back round. I think you'll see her get better every race now. I think. Yeah, Linda in the grand with Dean Reader. Uh, yeah, super fun, uh, fast race. Am Tabor was eighth. Uh, Rebecca McConnell ninth, which was something you know, a bit of a uh, maybe a marker of what was to come on Sunday. It's an impressive ride there. Yeah, and again, there's a couple of people. Uh, Bellamina, who was second last week, not such a great short track. Yeah, she's, she's more of a climber, not so powerful. Yeah, she does look like a smaller rider. Yeah, she's a bit more old school mountain bike, I think. So. Yeah, but yeah, she um, she was one of the losers a little bit in that one. Um, and then from Emily Batty as well last week, she didn't have a great round one. Yeah. And again, she was in the short track, but again, lower down the field. So she didn't manage to jump her grid up forward for the main race. So. Yeah, Emily Batty 24th. Uh, Annika Langvad 15th. So she made it, but again, not great. No, no. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's really tough having these back-to-back races. Mm. So two back-to-back, whatever you've come in with the first one, there's not a lot you can do in the week. Yeah, you are true. black. If you have a, a bad race one, you know, health-wise or or leg-wise, you are you're going to struggle to get come round in a week. You know, um, what have we got? We've got a little while. Uh, Andorra is the sixth or seventh of July, so a little bit of time. Yeah, it's time for people to reset. These yeah. two are on their own, and if you were looking for an overall, and these two went badly, that's gone now. You right. know, you're not going to come back from that. You just got to reset, and it. But the, but the pressure builds. Yeah. So you get some people who've got bad form, and then. It, the, the big situation they've got now is for her is you know it might be a health thing or it could just be form mm. do you rest or do you train yeah and it's a really difficult call to make sometimes I've never been in the position that I've ever been close to overtraining but have I, you not I don't think so <laughs> not I can believe I, it's hard to understand I know I've done it I've trained with heart rate and power and all those things yeah. and sometimes when I used to train from Jura, I'd be out on a road ride and just feel that I wasn't there sometimes you could ride through it and you'd feel good and sometimes I think, right, now I feel really tired now. I'll back off on this. Yeah, so I don't think I've ever got to the point where I've really, really over. So these World Cup cross-country guys, they're on that edge the whole time. Okay. You know, and, and sometimes it can be one session. It's that, that much on the edge. It can be one interval session right. when you're knackered. Yeah. And you do a, ba- a high-intensity session on bad legs and you and you it puts you over it's right it's right on it and it can take a while to come back for something like that as well yeah especially if you then make that bad call so you give yourself an easier week yeah. and then you start training because you're panicking a bit and it, actually you needed two weeks and you just compound it and eventually you're just in a, i've had you know one year where i ruined it right the whole season was affected just because you're bouncing off 
kind of you know immune system's a bit flat yeah and it, it can take a whole year sometimes and then sometimes uh, nothing ever goes quite to plan you know during a year you can get a cold and yeah. then you don't know whether to train or not sometimes you can get away with it if it's on your head or if it's on your lungs you're in trouble that's why I've heard. yeah i mean some people if they train if you train a bit sick again it's that big thing especially something like a, an illness in february march close to the season you're not thinking quite straight and people get on the bike and train hard too soon and it can just do weird things to your body your immune system just goes a bit flat but how do you know these things i know with like you know your computers and things now it'll tell you how your training load is etc and it can even you know measure your heart rate in the morning to tell you how fatigued you are yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is that accurate enough or do you are these no. <laughs> there's a lot there's there's some things out there that can help um but there's no one's invented anything yet that's tell you whether you should sit on your backside right. or whether you should really go for it. It's all still experience. That's when the coaches come in. It's really difficult as an athlete. You can't see the wood from the trees sometimes. Yeah. And that's when having a coach to really chat to, and you'll have sometimes, and we work with some athletes now, and when they've got that situation, it's almost text me in the morning okay. for, for every, every morning because they won't make a good call once they get stressed. Are they doing anything like, I'm, I've done FTP tests where they take it blood, yeah, 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 all the oxygen levels. Do you think they're doing that sort of thing as well during racing? Don't know, not that I'm aware of. It yeah. depends what level people. The level I was at, it was you know you had a doctor to work with, maybe at British Cycling oh, that you yeah. could chat we know to. About these yeah, exactly. And and um, they're always the good ones. Man. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, you, you all it is is just chatting. You can do some blood tests, but ultimately, it's not so obvious. Once you're sick, like yeah. really sick, then they can find out that you are. Yeah. <laughs> but it's this one where it's just it's form. So somebody who can still get 15th in a short track isn't sick sick. True, yeah. You know, they're not lying in bed with flu. They're just not quite right. Annika Langford, uh, 22 minutes, 22 seconds. And the winner, Chloe Rudolph, 22 and 8 seconds. So yeah. she's only, you know. It's just not quite, somebody's not quite right. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, and, and it's a difficult one to come around for. And then you've got plans. So most people after these World Cups would have planned a block of training now. Okay. So that's all in their calendars. They might be going to altitude. They might be going to a place to enjoy or just going home to recoup. But they've got training planned. So, um, yeah, it's putting that on hold to rest is tough call. That. So they've got over a month. And, yeah, the next round and or it is at altitude. So yeah, yeah, do yeah. hear about them. People going up there now virtually after the race. Yeah, good training block. And, again, at altitude, that's another stress. But managing training and racing at altitude is a real skill. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, and, and, and some people respond to altitude, some people ride badly, naturally. So it's a real mix. Yeah. Uh, did you see Matthew Vanderpool actually racing short track, was wearing a heart rate monitor? Okay. It was quite interesting. Um, what would be your heart rate for a short track race? Through the roof. I think it would just be... <laughs> it would tell you that it's through the roof and you're trying real hard. So, yeah, and I don't know how much feedback you'll get from that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. It seems sometimes a little bit old school now for races yeah. to be looking at heart rate. but people, A lot of people still do. Yeah, yeah. I think they've because they've used it for so long, it's just something that they... It's just what they do when they race. Okay. Um, personally, I didn't. He didn't wear one, it didn't look like one for the cross-country race, but for short track he was. Um, yeah, maybe just feed, a, bit, a little bit of feedback to rein it in, maybe at the start. Maybe. Yeah, we could see that live if Red Bull could have it on the screen, see what his heart rate is doing yeah. through the race. A few stats, I mean, they do it on the road, they have power and heart rate up yeah. on the stats. Yeah, that really that cool. would be a cool thing to do. But you see, um, Nino did, from the first round, he put some stuff out on social media with his powers. Yeah. for the race that was interesting you know if you're into that sort of stuff if you're not obviously it'd be boring as hell but <laughs> but it, it, if, if you're a bit of a geeky one like me and you look at it and you're like oh, it, you could see the numbers and correlate and it was 
crazily hard. I, I can imagine. So going back to that race he did with Mark Beaumont, he gave us all his GoPro, but he also gave me his Strava file with all his power and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's still actually on my Strava. So I've got a lot of KOMs around that cross-country track. Good skills. I, <laughs> which I need to delete, of course. But yeah, he was not shy about giving us his stats. Which was really yeah, good yeah. Of him. Super helpful for us. Pretty impressive again, yeah. Uh, so the men's short track, these starts look super awkward. There's a bit of a false start. Did you see that? So I think yeah, that was weird. Someone clapped off. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And they didn't really can line up again. And no, then they all went. Boom, gone. Yeah, it looked random, didn't it? <laughs> like school cross country or something. Yeah. I wonder if that gets you sort of flustered a little bit at the start. Oh, um, that would, I mean, some guys went, put their foot down. Yeah. And they went to get, oh, that'd be awful. Yeah, you'd be all over the place. Um, we saw Andrew Frischnecht sort of overshoot the jump. It's a bit of an awkward looking section and then go down and almost take out Nina. Well, not almost. It was, yeah, it was close enough, I wonder. Yeah, well, that would have been pretty embarrassing, I suppose, if you'd taken out your superstar teammate. Yeah, not great. And your dad is the team manager. I think you'd get away with it, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> He's not going to get the P45 for that, yeah. is he? Get a fine. Go <laughs> no, no uh, supper tonight. Uh, no last Forster uh, injured, the knee injury. Yeah, after that nightmare first round he had, yeah. Yeah. Real shame. <laughs> uh, so Adam Senior and Cooper went on lap four. Uh, Vanderpool started the chase, catching them, and then just went straight past them. Yeah, again, he puts that turbo on. Yeah, yeah. Again, it just like in round one, just absolutely smack. When he puts that, no one can follow, and yeah. he's doing he's doing that already at a, a twenty minute high intensity pace. That's his skill. I mean, that's how he's been winning some road races recently. That's how he wins his cross races. Yeah, just hold it. Yeah. So crazy. yeah, Nino chased him. Then Matthew went again. So he had five laps to go. So it's just basically a time trial for over ten minutes. Yeah. I have no idea. You know, I've ridden, done lots of training sessions where you sit on a turbo trainer and two minutes feels like a long time to be going hard. Yeah. How do you do it thinking, well, I've got five laps left. I've gone now. Yeah, I, it's he's, it's almost, he's almost playing with that a bit. I mean, it's, you, it's, I mean, if you're going to get away, you get away. But to hold people and have a small gap around there, quite a lot of drafting on that course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's super strong. I mean, it's, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing, getting in people's heads so you can just do that. It shows people it means business, obviously. Oh, it's mental. I mean, that was, yeah. It's, uh, especially when you think he's doing that Friday and pe- some people in that field are thinking about saving their legs and he's smashing his to bits. Yeah, so. it does make you wonder. Flukiger sort of sat in the pack a little bit. Yeah, um, he's riding real smart again. Yeah. Yeah, minimum energy. He rode a good race last week and he's riding a good one in the short track. Yeah, finished 12th. Um, we saw Sink, obviously. He's the chat rider, sort of showing his face in the race. Um, but Matthew Vanderbilt took it, took maximum points. Maxim Rot was second. Actually, the times are exactly the same because it got pretty close at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. backed it off. A bit of showboating. Yeah. Um, Avancini third, Nino Schurter fourth, Carlos Coloma fifth, actually. Yeah, yeah. So Vanderpool was undefeated in short track so far. Um, saying so far, actually, he said that he's not doing the next couple of races. So yeah, I heard that. Yeah. He's yeah. got to have a little break, which kind of makes sense. I mean, we were talking about that knife edge bit and blowing yourself apart I mean he already breaks the rules yeah. already of okay. what you can do without does, a real break so when does um, the cross season start because he's been racing cross all year late and- September early October yeah. yeah before mountain literally not, there's not a lot of gap between um, the end of the yeah, and it, I, yeah, he did 32 something races in a year. Yeah, and it is flat out. They have li- tiny little breaks, little micro breaks where they can grab a week of more base okay. training during the winter for cross. But it, generally, it's pretty flat, 
fly out the whole way through. Do they race in the week as well? I know in Belgium. Sometimes in the week, yeah, double weekends. Right. It's it's a busy time for them, but I mean it's big business there. It's huge, you know. It's, it's bigger. Well, that's what's so cool about Vanderpool Racing Mountain Bike. I think he, he definitely doesn't need to. He's such a big star in cross and the road world that to see him racing and throwing his cars on the de- on the table for mountain biking is super cool to see. Yeah, he want he wants that gold medal in Tokyo. He wants to win mountain bike. And it's do it's great he's not the sport at the moment, he's one part of it, but it is great for the sport that he's doing what he's doing on the road, cross and mountain bike, and he's seeing them all as a level. Yeah. And I think it's helping putting especially he's helping cross country mountain bike getting the recognition it needs at the moment. It's, yes, we've seen obviously Giro Sala is the biggest thing in cycling at the moment and I've seen lots of people on Twitter talking more about the mountain bike World Cup of the weekend than they are about the Giro so definitely bringing all sides of cycling to you know, their eyes to watch mountain bike at the moment Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's a boy in cycling and whatever race he's doing that week is going to get some expert, he's really good coverage yep. so when he's at the mountain bike race that will trump the Giro I think that day <laughs> so that's pretty cool uh, it's, it, I saw him hit his computer button straight after the finish line as well when he won that short track race. So he's definitely looking at something. That, that Strava file is going to be pretty good, I'd imagine. Yeah, be through the roof. <laughs> so, right, so on Sunday's race, uh, starting with women, uh, Neff and Tauber looking strong to begin with. Uh, nine seconds to Courtney. Annie Last had a problem by the way, so she dropped two minutes. Batty was two minutes back early on. So Batty's not having a great season so far either. no and again we said before you get on the back foot so even if your form's good you know bad race whether it's mechanical or bad start or bad short track it's really difficult to get that grid back up yeah and then you get under a lot of pressure i mean the start loop at Novemesto is, is it's a decent start loop it's quite wide for quite a while but there's a limit of how how much you can move up and if you do try to move up, you ride on the sides and you risk flat tyres, you go slow, etc. So You're burning, yeah, you go to the red as well, I suppose. Yeah, and then, and then you're into a, there's a forest track climb, which is only three or four bikes wide. And then you're into the course proper, which is a big single track. So that's single file. So there's a massive bottleneck at the top of there. So if you're 30th going in there, you've lost a minute instantly. That must be so frustrating. To have yeah, and to it's stressful. That. Because you're absolutely flapping your heart rate. You're stood in a single track, yeah. But your heart rate's going race pace still. So <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know, it takes. You've got to, have to be pretty brave to relax, have a drink, and let it sort itself out. You, most people are flapping. Um, yeah, sign of Frey up there as well. Um, actually, we saw Kate Courtney lose 20 seconds, or at least it looked like 20 seconds. But it turns out she got a puncture. So 20 seconds must be a flipping quick change. Yeah, fair. that's yeah, super quick with through axles and stuff. So lucky, lucky where it happened. She must have had it pretty close to the pit. Yeah. Or whether she was managed to use a gas canister, whether it was a slow or something, and pumped it back up. I don't yeah, know, okay. but yeah, so it's not a lot to lose. Yeah. Uh, Tabo was pushing hard, so we saw her have a really good ride last week. Alstat, but unfortunately crashed and seemed to almost ruin her race. Really, she dropped from second with up with Kate Courtney back to fourth yeah but she's looking really good this year yeah and they were having a real battle obviously she was stronger on the climbs yeah. I mean it's interesting to see and you could see that course in two parts so she was taking four or five seconds out of Neff on every climb Neff again was absolutely pinning in the sense it, yeah. oh yeah f- you know visibly quicker there was that drop which yeah. they always film from the bottom and you drop on in and it that's pretty gnarly on a cross-country bike and she was coming in it bombing it and everyone else was kind of rolling over it a bit yeah so she was sort of 
happy to sit behind really and lose a little bit and then catch it back up it looked like to be fair and then later on in the race Neff went to the front I wonder if she was saying you know what's this I think now, she was trying to hold it up a bit oh, yeah okay. yeah just trying to you know you, you can try and roll the climb mm. hope that person will sit behind and then you can flip it the other way and gain eight seconds on the descent rather than have to close it so yeah I think there was a bit of that going on okay uh it, it looked to me actually one time where Neff was going up that technical climb uh, and it looked like her seat was quite low. I don't know if she dropped it on purpose to try and move around the yeah, bike. Sure. She sits pretty low in the saddle, okay. Generally, um, but yeah, and she's yeah, she spin spins a really easy gear. Yeah, you can really see the difference, can you, in cadence? But yeah, Tauber looked awesome. Looked yeah. really strong, composed. Still descent. She wasn't descending slow, just not as fast enough. But she was riding. Say, she looked pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, really strong. Um, she what Bart saying she does ice skating in winter it's pretty crazy yeah I heard that yeah <laughs> 200 kilometer yeah bonkers <laughs> skating uh, so Kate Courtney had to do some chasing really she was down 24 seconds at one point 24 seconds would she know that would she have people shouting that yeah the whole time yeah okay yeah you'd, you'd know this and on that course you can see a, quite a chunk yeah. especially in that start finish straight it doubles back on itself and you can see see a good gap and then I think it's great because it was only at 24 or that sort of time you you can still see people and on the long climb you could see them and if it, once they are out of sight it really messes with your head a bit but the fact you can keep them in sight makes a really big difference so that was lap three would that be concerning for kate courtney to be down that much it's not ideal i think if you know you've had a mechanical okay. you can get your head around that better yeah, there's a reason if you're just being dropped yeah a little tougher different yeah okay lap four kate courtney up to neff and pretty much straight past and it looked like neff blew up a little bit yeah she I think she was working hard to stay with Tauber. Yeah, right. Probably overcooking it a little bit. So, yeah, she was just paying the price. And again, there's no recovery around there. So you have a bad lap. You can't blag it. You, yeah. go, you go a little slow. Uh, Rebecca McConnell as well, looking really good. Yeah, uh, again, smooth race. Yeah. Um, so Tauber had 17 at that point over Kate Courtney. And then it was 33 back from Tauber to McConnell and Yolanda Neff. So, you know, 16 seconds back from Kate Courtney. So she sort of sat by herself for a little while Kate Courtney next lap she brought that down to 7 seconds so she took 10 seconds in a lap out of Tauber and then it looked like the race was going to be on uh, Fry overtook Neff for 4th so again Neff going a little bit backwards and then it came to Tauber and Kate Courtney on that tech climb it looked a bit nervous Yeah. so they were obviously both super going hard in the red and it's really hard and they were sliding around a little bit back tyres spinning up and I think that's what caused the problem um, Tiber's chain looked like it came off or we didn't see it in fact but sort of Tiber disappeared and that was that yeah got around to that long technical climb where you can see right up it and then she'd gone disappeared you could hear Bart who's a team manager sort of a bit nervous about what had happened but obviously it must have been a problem with the bike yeah he did a good job to stay cool when his yeah. riders just bombed out <laughs> potential win so both of them were off on that climb and it's easy to get off and you're halfway through changing gear or something and the cranks just spin backwards and chain off yeah but it's as we were saying before it's a tech course all the way around and when that last lap when you're getting tired that's when you make the mistakes you're a bit stiff on the bike you're not changing gear you're changing gear on the obstacle not before it you're just not thinking quite straight and that's when the problems happen yeah i'm guessing more often than not it is sort of rider error rather than yeah you wouldn't do it on lap one yeah, yeah, you just do it on lap six when you're just you're not one hundred percent. Yeah, so Kate Courtney then, you know, it was really unfortunate for Tabor, uh, bad luck again. But Kate Courtney took another win, so really you know, racking up the points this year, looking super strong on that Scott team. Yeah, and again she rode a really she had a flat tire, didn't flap, 
just got back on, slowly brought the gap back. Yeah. And like race one, a really confident race. She's, she's yeah, not just in a physical shape, mentally she's on it at the moment. Yeah, I, and I think it will, you know, obviously be, I think Yolanda Neff is still looking good, but I mean, Kate Corney looks not unbeatable. You can't say unbeatable, I don't think, this early in the season, but super strong. Yeah, very strong. Um, yeah, Rebecca McConnell second, Hayley Smith third, good ride for her. Yeah, really right. just came through, own pace, and, yeah. and came through at the back end. Uh, and then a couple of young riders, got Sona Frey, the under-23 uh, winner from last year, and Melaine Dagan, uh, who is 23 years old, first year again at Elite, and f- with her first podium, fifth place. Yeah, it's good to see a good mix-up in people. Uh, you land an F8, Pauline Fran Provo, ninth, another good ride, solid. Yeah. Uh, Tauber finished 10th, unfortunately. For uh, Jenny Rizvads was racing. Yes, yeah. Ama- again, amazing race. 33rd from being unseeded, I guess, you know, being pretty far back on the start. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. so obviously from Olympics, had a couple of issues in the last couple of years, which she wanted to take some time off to kind of, you know, find the love for it again, which she's found and came back. But to, again, to move up from the gridding she was in, yeah. basically un- unsgridded, yeah. essentially, to move back up to that place, that is quite an amazing result. so yeah let me think it's well when was the olympics 16 16 so yeah she's not been around for a little while now yeah um yes yeah, olympic champion and world champion that year and lots of sort of factors made her want to move away from riding it's great to see her sort of doing it for the right reasons now did you see the thing on red bull um, i haven't no. it's really good talking about why she's doing it and the sort of motivation for coming back to racing it's really impressive actually all to do with getting kids uh in, doing recreation basically brilliant so, definitely good reason yeah no, it's so. good to have a different reason rather than just yeah, yeah. it can be quite selfish, winning yeah yeah winning is why i want to race right so on to the men's it, there was a lot of talk uh before the race about how nino had been so successful at nova mesto six wins there before th- last three in a row yeah. so all eyes were on nino yeah and, and he publicly said how much he loves the track and yeah he's uh it's yeah. his place really um, yeah, full suspension bikes, obviously. Uh, return of Sam Gaze, we've not seen him at the first round. Um, again, from that head injury, that yeah, that um, concussion he took at the Cape Epic. Um, so Vanderpool uh, went out hard again. They always seem to go out hard, these guys, but definitely on start lap, him, Amcini and Schurter going. Yeah, it was hard. interesting to see whether Schurter didn't have the legs or lost that little bit of confidence. He wanted to sit in a little bit this time. Yeah. So, you know, other years, he's just gone, right, everyone's going to you know, yeah. take a hard first lap. Yeah, watch this. Whereas this time, I think he was, and that's, that's from last week, you know, it's just taken the edge off him. And he said, oh, I better uh, ride a slightly smarter race today, I think. Yeah, and, and it worked. It's obviously, we'll talk about the end in a minute, but it seemed to work better this week for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was lap five, there was Vanderpool, uh Nino one minute uh, sink and then 20 seconds to the group. So Andre Sink, the Czech rider, obviously he wanted to sh- do a good performance. In front yeah, of and he's crack. ridden round there previously. So he was on when Marita had the big team. Okay, he, yeah. he was um, he was racing for that one, and then he went to the road for a year. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I had a really good road year. And he ended up riding from a first year road pro, rode the Tour de France, and had some great results in some of the mountain stages. But I think yeah. I don't know him, but from he said he fell out with a, you know he preferred the mountain bike and has come back, which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's ridden around there before. He's had podiums there. But yeah, the crowd as well, it's mental. And he was a, and he is the main check with no Cole Harvey in it. Yeah, true. He's he's the he's the man. So 
yeah, it's cool to see that full-on stadium in front of the, the Yeah, finish. and the little one in the woods where the big, big rock techie garden and they yeah. built a big stadium area in there as well. It's Yeah, it's cool. That looks gnarly, especially, like I was saying, you know, the last couple of laps when yeah, people are really getting tired. It's got a couple of lines down it, but it's not they're not obvious lines. But yeah, no, if you crash in there, you'll know about it. Actually, Neff punctured, didn't she? I think it might have been in that section where she sort of lost those places near the end of the race. Yeah, and they were pinning it through there. There was yeah. no brakes. Yeah, so Neff was a rear flat as well, wasn't it? So it took a little bit of time to get her bike sorted. Bit of a shame. Um, yeah, so lap five, we saw in the men's race, Matthew Vanderpool, uh, again, Nino back a little bit. And then lap six, the group caught sink. Um, yeah, fucking good. And then Marot seemed to drop a little bit. Did you see that? Yeah, he was he was the weaker in that group. But again, Flucking a Road riding a really clever race. You know, he realised he didn't have the legs yeah. to go with Shooter and Vanderpol. And especially from winning race one, you'd think, well actually he might he might be overconfident, maybe give it a go. But he, he rode again his own race uh, and came through and got I think he got the best position he was gonna get. True. Which he did in the first race. In the first race, that exactly. best position was a win. In this one, it was third. But that in- overall... Impressive. ...is looking, you know, he's doing his own thing. He's not getting caught up with, you know, shooting Van der Poel doing their own thing. Um, and he's just picking up, he, you know, for, as an overall contender, mm-hmm. two races in, he's had a first and a third. Yeah, yeah he's looking good. pretty solid. Um, so, yeah, Fumic, do you see he punctured? It looked like his wheel was bent or something. I don't know where he'd done that, but pretty damaged by the looks of it. Uh, and Vanderpool and Nino at one point were 1 minute and 40 up on third place. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, they were in another league. <laughs> they, were, they were absolutely beasting each other in parts. And then the crazy thing is, in some patches, they looked like they were cruising. Well, it's the last lap, Vanderpool looked like, right, this is it. I'm chilling now. And yeah. then, boom, he went. I'm- yeah, so lap five, he put in some digs yeah and six lap six shooter was trying especially on the long climb okay and on the false flat and he was pulling some faces <laughs> and he, you could tell he was maxed yeah. yeah he was like there wasn't a lot there and a couple of times he maxed looked around yeah and then was like oh it's done oh, nothing oh dear oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then when Vanderpool actually went for it, he got 15 seconds. I can't believe how quickly he did it. it well, mental. Sure, I just like right. Nah, that's it. I can't. I don't think he could respond. I think he just yeah. and then he just cracked. Yeah. It was. It was again an insane attack. Pretty incredible. Looked, yeah, to turbo off like that after an hour and a half. I know he looks just fresh. Like oh, here we go. Boom. Watch this. Yeah, have it. No, I mean that was yeah mental. Yeah. Um, on, a, on, on a kind of false flat fire road, just yeah. booted it and off he went. Clearly, just a step ahead that day. Um, yeah, yeah, took the win easily in the end. Uh, Nino shirt second, yeah, and he seemed happy. He did. Yeah, I saw a comment afterwards. Yeah. It was social stuff saying that he's the best he's felt since Cape Epic. Yeah. Okay. So he's happy now. He can kind of say, you know, now he wouldn't have said it probably first round. He's probably hoping. He's also quite happy, probably that Matthew Vanderpool is disappearing. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was quite telling. Said my bet best I felt since Cape Epic. Yeah. And then I think that's uh, so the Cape Epic big stage race South Africa at the start of the year. Yeah. Really, really tough. Really tough, yeah. Yeah, and I think I didn't ride it. I had opportunity to ride it when I was racing a few times and I didn't because I was scared. <laughs> scared of the event and how it would affect. I think it's a big risk. Right, okay. It's a big race in itself now, so you can't go there and just ride around for fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it. it's so tough, it can make or break your early season. Right. That we keep talking about it. Well, people keep suggesting it to us here, and I don't mind a challenge. But I look at it and think, 
I can't do that. I would need. You don't fancy doing it as a pair, mate. Well, I would like to do it, <laughs> but I would. I don't. Is think that I an could, offer? I could find the time. Well, Blake was like, Blake will say yes to everything, and Blake's like, I'll do it. I'm like, dude, it is you're quite r- strong, but I don't think it is rock art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, I'm not sure. I do want to do it? It's very hard. No. Well, I remember I was racing with Giant and. Bart Brenchens used to like doing it. He was the main man. He's super strong and he trains yeah. in his recovery. He's, he's a big guy. Yeah. Can you come and do the Cape Epic with me? I had to get worm my way out of that one pretty quick. He would have just smashed me around South Africa for a week. I know. I mean, the idea of doing something like that, especially as a pair, like, I, what's better? Do you want to be the guy who's a bit stronger so you can chill a bit or you can get wound up or do you want to be that person who's not as strong and get beasted for a week? The strong one. Every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That week, a week of ride around South Africa for a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, bungee cord around Bart Brench and seat post wasn't my idea of a great march. <laughs> I almost did a 24-hour race with uh, Nick Craig, actually, which uh, unfortunately I've hurt myself before. But Oh, funny that, yeah. yeah. Save that card. <laughs> <laughs> I rode my road bike into the front of a car. It was, oh, that's a pretty extreme excuse. <laughs> it was a bit extreme, but <laughs> that's way it was to get still out easier it. than riding around Sweden with Nick Craig. For a week. Although Nick's a great guy. <laughs> Not sure how much fun it would have been. Uh, so yeah, Nino second, Matthias looking the third. Great result for him. Although it definitely shows to me, Nino it, it looks like he's back on form because he really beat the rest of the crew by a long way. Yep. Uh, so you know what's going to happen, Andorra. Uh, Avancini fourth, uh, Andre Sinking fifth. Um, yeah, what we're thinking for obviously Kirchbaumer's. Yeah, he, better race. Yeah, he he seventh. Through, yeah, off off a reasonably bad, relatively bad gridding. Yeah. So he came back for a hero really strong and there was this big group. I mean, it looked cool. He had the front two, then a group of three or four that were having a bit of a scrap. Then this group of like 10 guys. Yeah. And they were like in the back end of the race still fighting out with 10 people for top 10 places. And there was some really good new riders. Andre Frischnett's got ninth. Yeah. Up for him. Saru, 10th. That was yeah, still, yeah, still a good race. I mean, that's, yeah. that's if, I think his first race was a particularly good one. Yeah, right. But I think if he's banging out top tens as a young guy yeah great with that sort of guys that's what what you're after really Anton Cooper down in 16th um, yeah just swinging a bit and there's a couple of like Florian Vogel who was top five first race yeah 26 yeah I don't know if he had a flat or an issue or just flat legs I'm not sure yeah sort of going through another, again another big field I think it's sort of 140 riders there 10 PA down in 47th um, great yeah. there was a few that you would expect but then there's this huge group of new guys. Like I said, that group that were racing from 7th to 17th. Yeah, a load of young guys in there and fresh blood and guys that aren't on big teams yet, all really scrapping for it. It was good to see. So, yeah, no Vanderpool for at least the next two rounds, I think he said. So probably back for Valdesol and Lanzerheide, both of them in August. And then it doesn't sound like he's doing snowshoe either at the end. Um, so is this just preparation for well he obviously wanted to get selected for tokyo yep next year yeah that's done i mean he's ticked i mean selection is one and then obviously he's got a win so he's kind of you know ticked his boxes really now he can go off dead confident and then he's got he's not chasing an overall he's already achieved his goals by a long way so yeah he's on he's in the driving seat really for he'll be just thinking of worlds now older thought yeah okay 
<clears throat> it seems a shame for him to go. Uh, it's been great to watch him ride. He's got 700 points. You feel like he could just ride around for a couple of races and still score points, but obviously that's not what he's there to do. No, he needs to go and have a little holiday, I think. He's had a, yeah, he's had a tough spring. He's earned it. So Flukiger is second overall with 500 points, so 200 back. Uh, Nino is then right there with 485. So Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a big scrap. Yeah. The next two races is between... I think Nino in the next two races, you'll see him really strong. Um, but it's for the overall, it's it's... You know, how many points you can actually take away from Flockinger. I think that's going to be a real scrap for the season, that one. Yeah, Maxim Marat fourth, Avancini fifth, but it looks like a, you know, Flockinger and Nino are the ones that are going to be battling out next round. Yeah, and then you've got a couple of the other guys yeah. that, that are better climbers that will come in and be okay. fighting for the race, but they're maybe not the overall, I think. Uh, ladies overall is being dominated, of course, by Kate Courtney. Yep. Worst result so far this year is a fourth at this short track this weekend. Yolanda F, uh, second place. So Kate Courtney, 700 points. Yolanda Neff, 490. So big jump there as well. Chloe Wood Woodruff ridden herself up to third place. Rebecca McConnell, fourth. Anna Tauber, fifth. So Tauber's still looking pretty good. Yeah, she's just had some... You, know, you make your own luck, but she hasn't had the luck. The smoothest of rides, you know. Yeah. That big crash in the first one. Um, and then yesterday, a mechanical issue. Um, but she'll she'll get. I think she'll have a win by the end of the season. Yeah, the way she's going, she just looks really strong, and composed. We said before she, you know, speed skates two hundred kilometers. I think endurance might not be a <laughs> weak spot. <laughs> Surely you can coast a little bit if you're skating. I have no idea. It feels like you can just. Oh, you're going to get in trouble. Today. You can coast <laughs> and skate. You can freewheel on a bike, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely true. Okay, so yeah, we've got a little break now for cross country. Uh, next podcast is from Fort William. We're actually just after here, um, leaving New Wally, and we're getting in the van. Yeah, it's downhill time. Yeah, Chucky and Martin's tandem in the van, and we're driving up to Fort William. So doing more of that tandem madness. I'm not. Martin is. Yeah, it's a shame we don't have a. You know, with the days when we used to have. Fort William cross country and World Cup. They yeah, were, yeah, that was some good racing up there. Yeah, so. it is a shame actually. I used to love watching it when there was the two together and you could sort of hang out and watch. Yeah, it was great for us. You know, it's a, it's a it's a downhill venue really, but it was great for us as a cross country as to get in, in the good mix tracks well. there, actually. Yeah, the newer track when we had the worlds up there. Yeah. It was cool and it was yeah it was, it was it's a shame we've lost that one, but maybe another day. Dolby popped up as a venue. Yeah took the cross country okay, from yeah. Fort William I think is to some extent and they spread it around and then obviously Dolby's not a World Cup track anymore um, but it'd be great to get it back there I think at some time yeah I'd love to see it okay yeah so next podcast from Fort William next Monday but cheers Ollie we'll catch you later on in the year hopefully for next round in, in Valnord Andorra cool cheers mate